This episode of the Film Freaks is brought to you by our Gmail. Feel free to reach out and email us at thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com. Once again, that's thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Film Freaks. I'm your host, Derek, and today is a very special day. Uh, Now, you might be wondering, what happened last week? Well, I'll tell you what happened last week, all right? The schedules kind of got mixed up, but we're here now, and as uh, as a little I'm sorry kind of present, I guess, to you, I've done two things. I've brought a guest for this episode, and you're getting a um, an episode next week. I don't know why I said it like that. That sounds really mean. I'm uploading an episode <laughs> this week, and I'm uploading an episode next week. So that's what I'm doing. So I'm making it up to you. I'm trying. I promise. Please don't unsubscribe. No, it's okay. Um, so <laughs> today we are going to be talking about The Flash, but I couldn't do this by myself, right? So I went with some friends, I saw this movie, and I thought, I cannot cover this movie alone because I have so much to say, and yet just, oh, I need somebody to help me get through this. And I have a friend from college who I decided to invite. Um, really, he actually asked to come on because he wanted to talk about it. And I, I said, of course, it's been forever since I had a had a uh, had another person on this microphone uh, with me, though um, he's not here physically. But anyway, um, with me I'm today, here in exactly with me today is my good friend, Jimmy. Jimmy, how you doing? Hello, I am good. Um, I'm ready to talk about this disaster. <laughs> Dude, this this movie, man, let me tell you something. This movie, I think, is one of those movies that had so much potential and just, ugh, it just fell. So, yeah, um, just for point of reference, guys, uh, we went with my two other friends, and uh, usually those two other friends are pretty, uh, they're usually pretty generous with movies. But uh, with this, we all had the same reaction. Like, we were just done by the end. We all just clocked out. (laughs) It felt like a day at work, man. It really did. Yeah. (laughs) So, Jimmy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to the people at home. Yeah, uh, like you just mentioned, we met in college. uh, Pretty semi-recently, we kind of just... uh, like after like classroom discussions and stuff we'd kind of talk and uh we realized we had a lot of like shared interests and stuff so uh mm-hmm. yeah we connected uh i think we got each other's discords initially and then we played games and uh the rest was history yes <laughs> and it uh, will be engraved in stone people yeah. in future generations will look upon this relationship and say that <laughs> happened <laughs> yes <laughs> in a good and, way uh, yeah, and one of the things we did happen to bond about was DC. Oh, so yeah. uh, that was another big reason why I, I wanted to I wanted to experience this movie with Derek because uh, you know this was going to be a big one because it was it was marketed as uh, you know the reset. Oh no no I got you. No hold on. And uh, it was marketed as, and I'm quoting here. I don't know who I'm quoting, but darn it, I've heard people say it. The best superhero movie ever, but we'll get into the last one. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. So, yeah, I mean, we met in creative writing and um, just 
through conversation it just took off and i mean jimmy's always um i i knew that he was well i i learned um in the beginning of of the school semester that he was into film i figured well i'm in the film might as well talk to this guy see what's going on and there we go so um yeah, yeah i think he's he's into film and he's also a freak so. yes are you into film and also a freak Goober. No, I'm just kidding. All right, proceed. <laughs> it's a goofy goober. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I think it's time that we get into it. There's so much to say and so much to get to. So without further ado, yeah. let's talk about The Flash. Okay, so a common theme that I like to do um, with people on the show, whenever I have other people on the show, I like to play a mini game, and Jimmy doesn't know about this, because I purposely oh, no. wanted to throw him a curveball. I said, I'd throw you a bunch of curveballs, at least a few, to make sure you're staying awake. And um, one of the curveballs I like to throw at, and I, you probably already remember from when I told you, um, but do you want to take a guess at how much money... Th- By the way, this is going to be a spoiler review. I just want to put that out there. So if you have not seen The Flash... Um, if you want to see it, go see it and come back. We're still going to be here. Uh, we're not going anywhere. Uh, quite frankly, I almost would watch it with you. Um, if I actually could fathom watching this again, uh, <laughs> it's, it, what he's trying to say, basically it's practically also impossible to talk about this movie without spoilers. Yes. Um, it, it's one of those. So. Yeah, so go watch it, come back. If you don't care, then, well, welcome anyway. Um, So what I want to do is I want to ask you, how much money do you think they made this movie with? Like, what was their budget? The budget? Um, Okay, so I've heard theories about this, that it's, like, really high. um, But the one that they're saying, I'm going to guess, I know they didn't break even. Did they not? They did. Um, they did. I, I'm not. I'm actually. I I think it underperformed. I'm actually pretty sure it did by quite a lot. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it did actually worse than Fury of the Gods. So that's huh. saying something. Yes. But um, yeah. My guess is four hundred mil. Four hundred. That's that's actually double it. Um, for a whopping two hundred million dollars. Uh, they made this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Now they brought back Michael Keaton. They brought in, um, a bunch of different people cameo wise, but I think Mm -hmm. what I want to do is I want to actually see if I can give a synopsis, unless you want to try it. Um, what, what it's, do I don't know? Like, do you have a preference? Do you want to try to give the synopsis? Do you want me to, it'll only Um, take a moment. I could give it a shot. All Um, right. Yeah. Go for it. And then I can start us off with the with the first point. All right. So, good old Barry Allen, uh, uh, fresh off the heels of uh, the Snyder Cut. Uh, Which was better in, than uh, Joss Whedon's cut. Just saying. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, this is, by the way, this is the, um, the Snyder Cut. It's canon to this movie. I just want to preface this because this is foreshadowing one of my later points. Uh, but anyways... Yeah, fresh off the heels of that, he's, uh, you know, doing some crime with the Justice League, specifically Batman and Alfred. Um, his dad's on trial for killing his mom. Now, uh, Barry doesn't like this because his dad's innocent. Mm-hmm. So he's he's like, okay, what if I went back in time, saved my mom, 
So then my mom wouldn't be dead and my dad wouldn't have to go to prison. So, as you can imagine, time travel has a butterfly effect and it changes a lot of things. Oh, like, oh boy, does he's it. He's now in a universe. Then he gets catapulted to a new universe with Michael Keaton and Supergirl and oh my god. And uh, yeah, he has to the multiverse, I guess. <laughs> Save the multiverse, right. yeah. You keep cutting yeah. out a little bit um, in the audio. Oh, really? It's probably Discord, yeah. But it's okay. We'll make it work. Let's see if I can... Uh, do, you, do you want me to take off my earbuds? Do you think that might help? Or Actually, no. This is making my audio better. You said so. A little bit. I would just talk... Well, I don't know how loud you're talking, but... <laughs> yeah. Hey, we I'm don't... a pretty loud talker. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we, we'll figure it out. So... One of the things, I guess to start off the point, the first point, by the way, he does encounter himself, which was very infuriating. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but we're going to get into the first thing. So right off the bat, you and I, we were sitting in the theater side by side, and we were, what was it? It was six people in the whole theater. Um, it was you, me, two of our friends, um, and then two people behind us, and it was just amazing. the The first sequence yeah, I thought that there we was get... just the one behind us. What happened? The one behind us. There was a second person. Yeah, there's just two. There's two people, but um, it it was crazy, man. the The first sequence is, is incredible. So when when the, <laughs> of course when you start when you have a movie with one of the fastest characters in all of fiction, right in the Flash. Obviously, you're going to have super speed, right? Because that's the Flash. His whole character, or, you know, ability and the whole reason he's, you know, a superhero is because he has super speed, right? So the first sequence, um, he gets the suit on. Okay. I mean, I don't personally care for this suit. Um, I prefer the more metally, you know, looking one. This one's more of a weird mesh. But we'll get into that. I, I oh, actually do prefer... Not gonna lie, uh, I don't love this suit, but I do prefer it over the other one. Okay, I mean, I'd have to probably look at him side by side. I mean, I might agree with you, um, mm -hmm. but this one just looked off. I feel like the last one was maybe a bit better, but I can always look it up um, here in a little bit. But um, to get to the first point that I have, <laughs> and you had this number two on your list, it was so funny. Um, I was like, well, we're probably because I was explaining to him, well, you want to make notes and things like that, and blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, one of my notes, uh, we don't, I, I always say when people come on the show, don't tell me your notes. We, I want to go into this blind. I don't want to know what your cards you're holding. And you don't, I don't want you to know what cards I'm holding because there might be yeah. some new stuff. There might be some similarities, but that's why we make more than just five points. But, um, I remember distinctly when the first speed sequence starts. All right. And I'm about to go on a rant. It, it just, it, you leaned over and you just started laughing a little bit. And I just, I, I leaned back over and I said, this is going to be a very long two hours <laughs> and 20 minutes of my life. And my yeah. goodness, gee golly, it was a very long two hours and 20 minutes of my life. Um, now, here's the thing with a $200 million movie. Um, the Batman, for reference, was made with $100 million. All right. Um, they made the first Saw movie with one million. When those movies, both of them, look so much better than this, 
I I just I'm I don't I can't I it's hard for me to fathom the fact that this movie was made with two hundred million dollars. Like, where did that money go? Because it looks to me as if you had a bunch of and with all due respect, a bunch of college students go in and it was like their second movie ever and they just worked on it. Now, I'm sure there's a story behind it, but when it's this bad and it interferes with the movie, um, there's a whole sequence where he, he when he time tra- Okay, so the first thing he does is he saves a bunch of babies and I know you want to get into on this, so I'm, I'm going to make this part quick. Um, my biggest complaint... I could almost forgive the bad CGI if only he didn't run in slow motion. This man runs so slowly, like he moves so fast, but for whatever reason, when they show him moving through the speed force, his movements are slow. Now, if you've ever watched the animated series or any any other Flash, um, you know, media Nine times out of ten, um, I, at least to me, I feel like he actually moves like it, it's it's like watching a drummer with the drumsticks like do a drum roll. Like those are his arm, his hands, pretty much. I mean, like he's you, he looks like he's running, and this he looks like he's slowly leaping leg to leg. I mean, it's just it's horrible, man. Um, and then when he tries to take off later, when he loses his powers, he's just hopping in a circle, like. When he runs, when you run, you, you, like, when you're going to sprint, like, you're going to run really fast, you move faster, right? Because that's how it works. You don't run slower and take big old leaps. When you see an Olympic sprinter or, 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 or somebody that sprints like a track star or track athlete, they move very fast. So why in the world, and I don't understand, DC... And literally everybody else who's ever done slow motion speed, super speed, why? I don't understand it. Why? I mean, maybe if there's like a sequence where there's a fight or something, I might be able to understand it. But dare I say, and I haven't watched the show in years, but to my knowledge, I think the show on CW actually does super speed better. Actually, you know what? No, I'm sorry. I It does do super speed better. You know why? Because it looks infinitely better. Um, I actually have a good example of a super speed in slow motion done quite well. Okay. Pretty popular one, but uh, Silver and X-Men Days of Future Past, that one's great. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, 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 my, my, uh, on the whole slow-mo thing is I'm okay with it as long as it's done right. Uh, In this, it was really weird (laughs) because we had, like, these CGI, like, PS2, like, Twilight yes. babies. Um, <laughs> Please get into also, that. Another, if you if like, you can. Also, is like uh, in real time, like he's placing the babies like on this uh, this like metal sheet cart thingy. Um, in real time, like would they be like getting slammed onto it? So, <laughs> like, so that's, you that's one thing you mentioned real time. So during this whole sequence, there's a guy in a shop making a sandwich. I just wanted to put that out there. So as he's saving these, ba- so what happens is this building, like there's some crime or whatever going on, some something to get the Flash moving, um, and get us into the movie. And uh, Batman was apparently it was like a, like exploded the hospital with a bomb or something, but it 
Batman got preoccupied, so they called up Flash. Yeah. Apparently. And and what happens is he the the building starts to like crumble or whatever, um, take on you know foundational damage or damage of its own, whatever. Anyway, so this floor, um, you know, starts tilting and everybody falls out the window. It's it's effectively it's kind of like from Transformers, um, the third one, <laughs> where people are just falling out, um, you know, but without the cool wingsuits and all that. Um, it's kind of jarring too (laughs) yeah and so it's it's funny because these babies they couldn't even i mean i can forgive the bad looking babies i can forgive certain elements of this but like there are moments in this where the cgi looks pretty darn good like actually pretty decent and passable at least for me so why in the world they couldn't like focus and make it all look decent for the whole movie just it, it shocks me but um there's I, a sequence I think it's, oh. go ahead sorry no you're good um i was just i was just about to say i think um i think the cgi is also mostly a problem of like them just lingering on it too long like if like if he was saving the babies but like they were like quick and kind of uh i don't know you couldn't really make out their faces it'd be one thing but like they take time to like Zoom in on the face, but like you could very clearly see the babies' faces, and like they focus on them for quite a bit, and it's just like, why? (laughs) The the best part is, and I wonder how long this all took him because he has to talk to Alfred at normal speed. So this guy that is making his sandwich must have been one of the slowest sandwich making people ever, because, like I said, while this is all going on, there's a man making a sandwich. And he gets back just in time to grab the sandwich from the dude. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. But um, you said when it comes to real time, I do wonder if he was slamming the babies on the table. <laughs> I actually kind of hope that's what happens. <laughs> Respectfully. He's in the microwave, so obviously he just doesn't, like, seem to care much about the babies. What really irked me was he, instead of, okay, so they, 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 they introduce very briefly and then it's never mentioned again really for the rest of the movie but his metabolism so they make it a point to go out of their way to show us that right the energy bar on his wrist and everything which i mean i'm not going to give the movie kudo points for it because i'm assuming it's a thing in the comics but i really like that because you do need limitations on speed yeah Actually, you know um, what? That's one thing I would give the movie credit for. Because, I mean, yeah, it happens, so but it doesn't happen in that way. Is it, um, how does it operate in the comics? So, the way that it works in, in, in the comics, at least from what I know of and what I've read, is that Barry Allen has a very rapid uh, immune system, or not immune system, um, metabolism. So, he can effectively get drunk, or he... Actually, he can't. Depending on who you ask, right, in the version and things of that, to my knowledge, and if anybody listening to this, you know, if I'm wrong, please do email and correct me. Um, but from from my what I know, um, the way it works is that he cannot get drunk because his metabolism moves so fast um, and he eats more than the normal person um, to you know, mm-hmm. because of that metabolism, I, I think. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't have like a bar or anything. It's kind of like if you and I were to run like a lap around, you know, a block or a track, yeah. 
um, we get tired, but mm-hmm. we could still run. And effectively, you could just run until you pass out. And that's kind of how Barry is. The way it works as well is the speed force is a whole different entity. So when he, like, it's like, I almost want to say it's like a different dimension realm? or yeah like a different realm because there's mm-hmm. like in, in a moment in like dc history where barry allen goes missing um during fight or crisis on infinite earths um mm-hmm. and wally west becomes the flash and they have to find barry and as it turns out he's in the speed force um a good segue i guess and we'll touch back on these you know soon as well we can always come back to some of these points um a little bit later yeah. but one of the things i wanted to see was you know how he goes back in time right and he, he keeps going back yeah. in time i would lo- have loved nothing more and you probably saw me do this in the theater like i i my arms shot up when i saw this so he's running back in time to save his mom and then he's running, I guess, forward in time to the quote unquote future. But, um, or no, maybe it is he's running back. Yeah, I think he's running back in time. And this guy well, just comes out. He mean to, didn't he mean to uh, run forward, but he was actually like running backwards? Maybe. What happened though is this guy comes out of the Speed Force and punches him. Now, the depiction of the speed force in this is fine when it comes to this like alternate universe looking thing where he's floating around. That's fine. I just wish that he wasn't hovering. Um, I wish that he was rather instead running and like maintaining a certain speed. Um, but mm-hmm. I was really hoping, so there's like a whole thing where like a whole storyline where Barry Allen has to outrun death. So I think what happens to my recollection is he runs back in time, does something, I think during flashpoint. And as he's running through time, um, death starts to chase him. So there's like a whole storyline where Barry Allen is just he cannot stop running because the moment he stops, death will catch up on him. It's as though oh, death is right. That one, I think. Yeah. It's like death is right on his heels. So they have to figure out, well, how can we save the flash? Because we can't stop death because death, like the, the black racer is moving so fast. So how are we able to like save him? And so there's like a whole thing where he's trapped in the speed force, trying to outrun death. Um, and it's, it's, it's incredible. It's such a, perfect for film um type of story so i was really hoping that this dude that punched barry was like death or something um but when he goes into the um flashpoint paradox coliseum whatever we call it um it's like a coliseum or whatever they reference it by name i just don't remember what it was because it wasn't worth yeah. my time so i'm gonna yeah by out. the way is oh, that- is the Coliseum thing, is that a thing in the comics, or is that something they just pull I out of their asses? <laughs> well, now that you mention it, I don't think that it works like that. Um, I think that it's been a while since I read a Flash comic, and what I've read, um, what little of the Flash I've read, and you know, heard on like YouTube, um, to my knowledge, that's not a thing. Um, it could be, but the way that it works for Barry is that... Um, I think I want to say he just runs so fast that he um, is able to like run back in time. And in the comics, he he um, saves his mom. But when he comes yeah. back to the present, his mom it's is alive. But it's Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Um, 
Superman is still Kal-El, but Kal-El is a Russian experiment. And yeah, because he lands in Metropolis. No, he ran, he lands in like Russia. Um, what Metropolis, so then he discovered it sooner. What? Wait, he discovers Metropolis I, sooner? I, no, I thought what happened was uh, in Metropolis originally, and then uh, that led to uh, like the government and shit like discovering him sooner. No, no, so he lands in Russia, and he becomes a Soviet-like experiment. Um, and he becomes right. Red Sun Superman. So he has, like, the the Soviet Union emblem in his crest um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I believe. Um, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are just butting heads. Like, they hate each oh, other. Yeah. There's, like, a whole war that goes on. Um, I know about Flashpoint, yeah. Yeah, and Reverse Flash is actually the one that killed the mom. Now... Here's what I wish we could have seen. <laughs> and you tell me how this would have sounded. While he's in the CGI, like, I don't even know. What what, what, can, what can we call the Coliseum? I want to call it something horrible. Let's call it the oh. CGI abomination. So while he's By in the, the way, abomination. I, oh, sorry to interrupt. But, no, that's um, fine. Before we move on from the Coliseum, I just want to say, apparently the director's been saying that... Uh, the CGI being terrible in the Coliseum was quote unquote intentional because that's how uh, Barry views it from his POV, which I think is just a cop, which which I think is just a cope. But uh, anyways, uh, I think continue. it's a cop out. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, think I that's... just wanted to add that in. No, I appreciate that. Now, if that was his uh, intention, I could do with just the Coliseum. What I can't do is with the kids, the, the babies, and all this other nonsense. But and because the final battle, yeah, I mean, like the final battle to me, like the first half of the of the climactic battle, was actually really good. I thought all the Batman CGI was quite solid. Yeah, you could tell they focused on Batman. Not, not Ben Affleck, but uh, I did really like uh, Affleck in this movie, and oh, I, I just felt Rob that we I, didn't get more. Of him I really loved Affleck in here too. And it actually says on IMDb that he was really happy to come back and reprise his role. So I, I wish that we could have gotten like a better sequence with Affleck. That being said, I personally feel as though that was the best Affleck Batman performance we've gotten to date in terms of he's not like killing people straight up, which as a side note, I understand that a lot of people have a problem with that, but Robin died like his, his adopted son. I mean, it wasn't Dick, but like it was Jason Todd. Jason Todd died and he was too late to save him and he was enraged. Now I know people, a lot of people will say, well, that's not a good excuse. And Batman still doesn't kill. And in the comics, he probably still didn't kill, but he did kill in the comics for early on. Um, and can you really blame a realistic person, um, in that kind of scenario? Um, and it wasn't until Superman came in that he realized, okay, well, killing is probably not the best thing. So I can kind of, very it's very hard but i can almost let that slide to a degree um Um, see the thing is i'm i'm sometimes okay like okay like with this like i don't know i feel like in the scenes he had in this he definitely did kill people but i'm just hoping for guns universe uh i hope we just drop that whole thing like yeah i do not just have that and killing people anymore like I I, i feel like every iteration has done it and like i don't know I, I don't know if I don't know if um, Pattinson did. 
Um, he, he definitely sh- he definitely beat the shit out of people like really hardcore. Yeah, he shocked the hell out of that one guy. <laughs> but like the, the yeah the um, vengeance scene yeah yeah but I never shit. saw him actually like deliberately kill somebody. So maybe and you have the scene with Catwoman too where yeah, he, like I mean, is uh, literally like hey let's not do it that way. So I mean yeah so yeah. maybe but um you know there's a kill count I'm sure floating around somewhere. But oh yeah coming definitely. back to this movie though um. I, I kind of got you off track, by the way. Uh, no, that's you okay. About, you were going into the, the Coliseum, or you were bouncing off the Coliseum, I think. Yeah, but so anyway, but... My yeah. thing with the Coliseum is this. I could understand that if it wasn't so heavily featured in the movie. But we spend, like, quite a few instances going back and forth between the Coliseum and whatever events are happening, right? So, we have at least a good 10 minutes of the Coliseum, I yeah. would have to say. So when it's that important to the movie, um, eh, and that still doesn't excuse the cameos looking horrible. I mean, they're not even cameos. Oh. They're just CGI render, like PS3 they're... versions of them. It's horrible. <laughs> we'll get into that. Yes. Oh, Lord. Do we want to? I mean, I was just going to mention a really cool idea I had for um, the alternate Barry. But let's get into this. Let's get into this. Let's let's nip this CGI thing in the bud so we can get to our next points as well. Um, so I'm gonna start by saying I knew three of the cameos. I knew Reeve was appearing. I knew Clooney was appearing, and I knew uh, I knew Nick Cage was appearing. Yeah. So DC so, took the liberty of spoiling it for me on their Instagram, and I was really yeah because they announced that there's a limited. Um, run that they're doing with nick cage as superman mm-hmm. and yeah like, as oh, featured in the movie yeah so they're they're so the whole story is that back in the day he was supposed to be yeah, superman think, um uh superman lives right like something I think like kevin that smith, kevin smith wrote it i think yeah and so they they finally got him to well they didn't get him darn it they got uh they got a they really got his evil creepy clone yeah they got a really garbage render of him and put him in the suit which honestly nightmare fuel (laughs) i felt so cheated like i really did like i really wanted to see nick cage in the superman suit with his long hair okay like the man's alive like yes now reeve i understood reeve was fine kind of um and i I also thought I thought Adam West was good, too. I liked the fact that they actually used footage. I was like, why couldn't they do that with Reeve or somebody? Like, Jesus. Um, I, thought, I, I thought Reeve looked terrible. I thought Nick Cage looked terrible. I thought, um, maybe it's because I didn't get a good glimpse of him, but I thought West looked okay. Um, yeah. They if it was up to me, though, personally, if I if the cameos were up to me, I'd have Lego Batman. It's going to be a controversial one, but Ryan Reynolds is fucking Green Lantern. Because <laughs> I think that would just be hilarious. Um, who else? I'm, I'm pretty sure the actress that played Wonder Woman in the original series is still alive. Uh, yeah, yes, you can throw her is. in there. She is. Uh, I think Bale, so. which actually I have, I have a scoop about Bale. If you okay. Wanna Do tell real quick. Hot scoop um, time. Apparently for that last scene with Clooney showing up, apparently that was supposed to be Bale. I, I was actually feeling like it was going to be Bale and then it was Clooney and I was like, no, <laughs> why? So, I, I actually have a couple points about that, but uh, talk about a couple more. Or did we cover all the cameos? 
think uh, we aside did. from obviously uh, Keaton and shit, but like yeah, well Keaton wasn't a even lead. a cameo. Keaton was like full yeah, on. Yeah, he was a lead. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that really does it. The cameos. I have that on my list somewhere. <laughs> it's getting dark outside, so I'm like leading over here. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I would say. Let's see here. Yeah, I think cameos was kind of a. Yeah, but I really did like Affleck. I'm going to take that off the list as well. Um, costumes. Let's see. Where where are we here? Okay, so here's my here's my little thing with um, the evil with the other Flash. Okay, so because Barry goes in time and like an absolute idiot decides to confront himself, um, not only should that have completely shattered the entire like universe. Um, continue on. Yeah. yeah, but they go ahead and they roll with it anyway. All right, whatever, sure. I mean, it's really annoying, but hey. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I really want to know why they made that decision. By the way, I would like to as well. But here's here's what I was thinking. Okay, so at the end of the movie, Barry's like, um, the so what, how can we do this? So. Main Barry would be the main universe, and we're gonna call him what? Barry Prime. We yeah, Barry Prime. Barry, Barry Prime. Prime. So yeah. Barry the sequel, Barry Two, decides he's gonna run back in time during the final battle. Um, Superwoman and Keaton die, so Barry Two runs back in time, and Barry Prime's like, okay. So they run back in time the first time. I'm thinking, okay whatever then they do it again and i said well shoot we might as well just keep doing it so then they do it a third time but while they're running through the coliseum a third time barry prime stops barry two and says dude you got to stop and barry barry two's like nah dude i'm just gonna keep doing it until we succeed and then they start to ex- explain the um the the uh unavoidable right like the what do they call that um, there's like a staple, like a time staple, right? There's I think, unavoidable. I, think, I forgot the name for it, but it's basically a synonym for canon event, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like from Spider-Verse, like it's a canon event. Yeah. So, yeah. um, they, they, he goes, look, you, you can't, you can't stop this. And every time like this happens, which it's like, okay, but the multiverse, but okay. Um, whatever. <laughs> A lot of things in this movie have to let slide. So I'm like, okay, whatever, sure. So well, yeah, and also like, why isn't everything constantly changing now that you're going back in time? Like, why isn't like, I don't know, Michael Keaton like fucking Robert Pattinson now or something? You know, what I mean? like, they keep going back. Like anytime they go back in time, like it's supposed to change everything, right? Yeah, like, yeah. why is? Uh, so uh, so, so stupid, what but... I would have loved, okay, aside from the fact that we have the I'm going to call him Doom Flash. All right. The big old like thing that punches him. Oh, out of, purple. Out of... Yeah. Who is it? The purple guy the, the from Five Nights at Freddy's? <laughs> purple purple Flash. Okay. So we have Purple Flash. All right. The Purple Flash punches him out into the timeline. Well, as it turns out, it's Flash 2, right? The Purple Flash is Flash 2. What I would have loved. All right. And I want you to tell me what you think. All right. I was really hoping that he would become the reverse Flash, Flash 2. And so what you would have is this big disagreement, and then they'd have to run through the Speed Force, and we'd get like a really cool sequence of them fighting 
through the speed force. And then you'd have the purple flash as death chasing after them both. I would have loved that. Unfortunately, what we get is purple flash is the evil flash and he like well flash two and flash two is like oh my god and he just kind of stands there and watches prime prime flash and purple flash talk for like five minutes it's like what 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 what, what do you think um of that idea though like of him becoming reverse flash oh yeah i mean i think it's a neat idea but um is i don't know how much it would like change like either way it would just be like an evil version of this berry which like in in it of itself i don't know really follows too well because like i feel like this uh motivation for power and stuff kind of comes out of nowhere like the whole movie is kind of like chill and then at this party it's like we could have ultimate power <laughs> like uh, we can be gods <laughs> No, I feel like that could have been set up better. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like the whole thing that happened. Like, I was just thinking of like the meta. Like, oh my god, the memes from Ezra Miller being the villain. What? Dude. Like, I, that's all my brain was at that part. So I was just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. So but, um, there's there's another thing. Um, I don't know if you have another point you wanted to bring up at all. I keep going by uh, mine. <laughs> you're good. Okay, so um, another point that I wanted to bring up briefly was also Ezra himself. Okay, so I want to focus on Ezra, talk about too. Ezra, Keaton, and um, Supergirl. All right, those are the three I, that her I'm going to knock out. What's her name? I think her real name's Sasha or something. Oh, let me look, because she did a freaking amazing job um, as as she was quite good. I. I would be pretty happy if she came back, Sasha although, Cow. um, I don't know yeah, how it. many people they are coming back, uh, I mean, uh, having back, but we'll get into that later, because I have notes about that. Well, um, it looks like she's known for a Supergirl movie that, um, I think is going to be in, de- it's in development, it looks like, or at least Oh, she's getting on, a movie? I guess, oh, it says, oh, um, oh, Oren Uziel the one in it then god i hope so she did such a fantastic job as supergirl you know let's get into her her performance so what happens real quick before we get into her i'm so sorry no it's okay before we get into that i just real quick want to say son's gonna boot up cavill and everyone else and he's gonna have to start with a clean slate it's only fair he axes everyone no no i wanted her to come back so bad i want her to come back too but at the same time i feel like it's only fair the clean slate <laughs> the ultimate tool Sorry, for point, any though. master thief the clean slate <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, oh my I goodness in no you're good those college um, humor videos are really good too the clean slate oh, yeah. <laughs> God, those were amazing. So, um, okay. So I'm gonna well, let's let's get into her first. So Sasha Cal plays Supergirl. How do they come upon Supergirl? Uh, so basically, uh, Barry is like, "Do you have a Superman in this in your universe?" And Keaton's like, "Uh, no." <laughs> the thing is that somebody's brought up. I was 
I, by the way, guys, I watched a bunch of these with this, and somebody in uh, a YouTuber like podcast I watched chat reminded them that uh, so Clooney, uh, Clooney, Bell Kilmer, and Keaton are all in the same continuity, right? So in Batman and Robin, Clooney says real quick, "This is why Superman uh, works alone." Yes. So in this continuity, Superman's supposed to exist. Well, actually, I guess actually, this is an alternate Keaton. So. The universe you're talking about is the 89-verse, right? So this universe is not the... It's not the Tim Burton universe, right? But darn it if... I don't think it is because... I guess it could be, but I don't think it is. Because remember, he's like all gray and he's got like hair down to his ankles and stuff or whatever. Maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, they don't really elaborate specifically, but it would appear that, like, maybe he is. I don't... My my headcanon is going to say he isn't, because I don't like a lot of the decisions they do with him in the movie. Yeah, so let's go ahead and just for you and me, for our sake, let's just say he's not. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to say, when he first showed up with the gray, long hair and beard, and when they asked him, hey, do you want to come? And he's like, no. I, I just thought of fucking uh, the name that came to my head was Bruce Skywalker. <laughs> this is, uh, Bruce Skywalker perfect, at dude. first. It's he, perfect, he changes dude. out of it really quickly, but thank God, he right? To Luke and TLJ. <laughs> he converts from Luke from TLJ to, to actual likable Bruce Wayne again. But um, how do they get to Supergirl though? Uh, they uh, take the Batwing and they go to uh. Right? Yes. Yeah, you're good. I'll stop you when you're wrong. I believe they go to Siberia, and basically they find her in a ball. In, Siberia? It uh, might be Russia. Berries. It might be Russia somewhere, like the Soviet yeah. Union or some, something like that. More cold. Yeah. Very. Um, anyway, she's in a giant ball, and they save her from the ball. The soldiers attack and stuff. Well, yeah, actually, I'm going a little bit over, but yeah, that's how they save her. Pretty much, uh, she's being held captive in a ball by uh, government, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's the Russian or Siberian government, whatever. Uh, yeah, being held captive, probably for her powers, but uh, yeah. Yeah, just kind of like, like in Flashpoint. Yeah. This movie is effectively a very loose, very, very, super incredibly yeah. loose yeah. version of Flashpoint. Um, yeah. I mean, there's like a few elements but other than that um so they rescue her and what really got me and this really aggravated me too they so this big old ball that she's trapped in they get her out right and so i i love keaton in this sequence i think keaton absolutely killed it as batman again um if if anything i wish that this whole movie was just about keaton's batman (laughs) Oh yeah, that's, I don't, that's what everyone's been saying. I don't. I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, like, I don't even care about the Flash anymore. Honestly, like I just I feel like the scenes that oh, Ezra I was feel- in. But we'll get to him in a minute. 
say I like the Flash generally, like as a character. If we're talking about DC Comics, I don't like Ezra Miller's Flash. <laughs> no, and we'll get into that as well. Um, we're kind of going backwards. Yeah. I had Ezra Keaton then Supergirl, but we're probably gonna go Supergirl. You know what? Let's do Supergirl, Ezra then Keaton. Um, save yeah. the best for last. There's a couple things I wanted to say about Supergirl too, by the way. Yeah. So so what I'll say is this. Um, she gets the suit, uh, but before that, um, they rescue her from the ball. Then they are underneath the ball, and the uh, government people come in and they release the ball. But they have to like keep hitting these switches. So the first switch drops it a little bit, and then the next switch drops it a little bit, and then the next switch drops it a little bit, and then finally, when they flip the last one, it just it it hits the ground. I want to know what was the purpose of that, because all you need to do is just hit one switch. And the whole thing just, boom. Like, have one switch to lower it halfway and one switch to lower it all the way. That way, if you need a test to see if she can fly, you can do the half one. But then all the way as, like, a way of, you know, oh, my God, she's escaping or whatever. And then just crush Keaton. I love Keaton as Batman, okay? I don't want to see him die. But, darn it, he, you could have killed him right then and there. Why didn't you? It's ridiculous. It's like plot armor or something. Like, why do we need... I, I, it was supposed to be tense and suspenseful. I didn't feel it at all because I was like, oh, well, I already know Keaton's going to escape, but it, it's like a trope oh, or something. Oh, I disagree. It's, I don't think he should have died there. No, I don't think he should have either, but what I'm saying is, like, they had to keep hitting these switches to get the ball to fall. They could have just hit one switch and the ball could have fallen and it would have been so much more suspenseful. But instead, they have yeah, to keep it long. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, Ugh! um, but they do end up getting this costume, and um, when she she fights off the government, like you know, they have to get out of there. So they fight off the Russian, Siberian, whoever, and um, the bad guys, and then they they end up actually um, getting back to Wayne Manor, which, by the way, is pretty much the exact same Wayne Manor from 89 so i'm gonna give this movie credit there like that oh, was yeah. really cool seeing that manor again alfred's dead in that universe um which i really <laughs> love like 90 yeah the dude was 90 90 000 years old in the original anyway but he's a fantastic alfred probably one of the best we've seen but on screen but um live action anyhow and it's power to him for sticking it through all four of those movies <laughs> god really? especially the last two yes especially um, but yeah, they're like, well, you had a Batman and, or a, an Alfred and that kind of hits Bruce Wayne there. Um, I liked that. Um, but I mean, there's not too much more I can really give credit to. Um, uh, when she gets her costume, it looks beautiful. Um, she looks amazing yeah. in the costume. Um, just, they did a fantastic job with her. I know you said thing, you wanted, yeah. had some stuff you wanted to bring up. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to say about Supergirl is like going in, like I obviously had my fears like everyone else. Like I was scared she was going to be like, you know, for lack of a better word, like a Mary Sue, like Ray or something. But fair enough. I, I, I'm happy to say she was done very well. She was kind of, um, if I were to draw a comparison, she reminded me a lot of Eleven from Stranger Things. Like she's very powerful, but she's like vulnerable too. She's like a glass canyon. Yeah. Um, I mean, canyon. Canyon, a glass canyon, yeah. a canyon made a of glass. Canyon. Look at this fine glass yeah. canyon over here. Yes, no, but yeah, glass canyon. Um, and yeah, she's like super powerful, but um, she also like just falls to her knee. Like she requires sunlight, which I'm pretty sure is a thing that Superman requires yeah. too. Like I, 
that know was one of the like newer things they, they did. Or... Yeah, that's one of the newer things they did. So back in the day, there was always um, uh, kryptonite. And then they finally said, you know what, though? If we wanted to nerf Superman just a little bit more and make him just a little easier, um, Red Sun turns him into a regular human, um, like a regular person without the powers. Um, so you can cut him, you can, you can, I mean, like, you can break his bones and stuff, but, uh, and that's when you see, like, in, I want to say, The Dark Knight Returns, um, when they briefly fight, Batman's got, like, a gauntlet with, like, five red sun, um, things in it, like, beams or whatever, and so he, like, starts punching Superman, and he actually gets Superman bleeding and stuff, um, but the yellow sun is what actually gives Clark the ability to fly and be Superman. So you actually see that in this movie, which is done so well. She looks like this really skinny, frail, um, like just skin and bones looking character. But when she gets out in the sunlight, they actually show a close up of her hand and her hand actually starts to mm-hmm. go back to normal. And it, so it's fantastic the way it's done. It, I loved that. There's, yeah. There, there's also like an air of mystery to her too. Yeah, I like quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, she one other thing I wanted to oh, say, uh, I I know we've been like shit talking the CGI, and I don't know if this was CGI or makeup, but uh, I just wanted to applaud the film. Uh, I remember when they took her out of the like testicle thing. I remember <laughs> like she looked like she was very skinny and like you know I I just wanted to say basically that whether it was CGI effects or makeup, uh, that was done really well, just making her look like super. Uh, for lack of a better word, like anorexic looking. Yeah, like really, really well done. Like super weak and I, I thought that was powerless. quite well done. Yeah, I actually thought that yeah. scene was Nick Cage. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> I was so hyped because I was like, "Yes, we're gonna get Nick Cage Superman, and he's gonna run around with Keaton. Let's go!" But um, no, <laughs> I thought he's gonna have such a more prominent role. Um, I completely forgot all about her. Like halfway through the movie when she's introduced, I'm like, "Yes, okay." I, Cool, I can get behind this. Um, but she did fantastic, man. I mean, just... She and Keaton really did a great job. Um, I don't know how much you want to say about Keaton. We're approaching an hour. Um, what I will oh, say... Good. What? Is this your longest podcast? No, no. I'm going to edit it down. But um, we're getting oh, right. to the hour mark, so I want to start trying to close it. Um, oh, so. Let's go ahead and briefly touch on Ezra and Keaton. So first up is Ezra Miller. I never really liked him much as the Flash in the beginning, like to begin with. But in this movie in particular, the costume and the jaw and everything looks horrible to me. He looks like a five-year-old kid wearing a costume. Um, The pose that he does when he initiates his super speed is ridiculous in my opinion. And quite frankly, I just, I don't, care for him as the flash now that being said he does have his moments there's the moment where he's in the back cave and he breaks down with with keaton he does a fantastic job there's um you know a moment where he loses his super speed that's done pretty well um it's actually kind of comedic because he runs into a wall a couple times and he runs around I was in just the circle. Up. yeah that's like one of that's one of the jokes in the movie that made me genuinely laugh. Yeah, I mean, um, so so there are instances where Ezra does a great job as Barry Allen. Unfortunately, there's not enough to me for me to actually say, yeah, he has a pretty good performance. He's good. I mean, that's all I can really say. He's 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 fine. He's okay. I mean, he's 
it depends on the berry we're talking about. A lot of people have been saying both were really annoying. I think I think the main one was tolerable, Prime? but berry two Yeah. Yeah, berry yeah, sorry. Prime no, was pretty tolerable. Comparing him to Marty McFly, which I don't see at all. Michael J. Fox is way more charismatic. But anyways, exactly. uh, yeah, I thought uh, Barry Prime was fine. Uh, Barry too. Oh my god, no, was annoying. He was quite, he was quite annoying. And uh, the scene where he snaps on him, uh, that that felt like a little cathartic in a way. Just which, because, which like, scene where just, he snaps? Like, which one? The the Coliseum one? The Bat Cave where he snaps on Barry too. Okay. Well, like, even though it was a bit su- like left field, um, liked it only because like it just like oh th- like uh, so- somebody finally put this idiot in his plate. Like you yeah. know, I don't know. Well, and, and like I said, when it came down to let's see here, yeah, like when it came down to it, you know, I really love the fact that the one Barry had to go back in time because we, we were convinced that he was going to kill the mom and the other Barry was mm-hmm. going to stop him. And so what I'm yeah. curious is that it could have been such a good motive for like a future project. If they're, if they decided to go that route, which I think right now they're not. Um, yeah. and so, I thought Ezra was fine. Um, I was surprised to see him at the premiere. Um, we won't go oh, into the yeah. allegations and things, but I really expected yeah, them to just jump him and drag him out and bring him to jail. Yeah. But um, mm. apparently not. And I wish we yeah. could say more about Keaton, but I want to touch on him um, briefly. Keaton, all I can say oh, is that... I just wanted to say one last thing about Ezra. Yeah. Since they had two of him... A lot of the movie, it's very noticeable for me. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but uh, a lot of the time, at least like when they're both in the shot, at least one of their faces is not like fully rendered. Like it's really awkward. Really? <laughs> yeah, like faces will be like creepy CGI. Yeah, a lot of the time they do it with very prime, surprisingly. See, I never like, actually I look at saw his face. Yeah, I don't know. See, the, the weird thing is, I think this movie was really bad, but I wouldn't mind watching it again. That's the weird thing. Yeah, me like, too. Like, I thought it was entertaining. I actually almost would agree with you. The only issue yeah. I had with Affleck, by the way, was his costume just looked so weird. Like, the close-ups with him in the cowl, it looked more CG. There was no, like, real bumps or um, wrinkles in the cowl. Um, it yeah. just looked like it was too I, I smooth. Like I wish that because like his nose is always so like round. I wish they had a pointed nose. Oh yeah, yeah. That's kind of nitpicky, but yeah. Also, one other thing I wanted to say: um, does Batman actually ever have a blue suit? Because I thought the whole reason behind yes. the blue suit was like uh, in the comics, like ink would just appear blue. So like he so, didn't actually have a blue suit. I thought it was just like that's just how the ink appeared sometimes. Like so I thought you, that's what it was. You get certain instances where I think there was a time where. Robin Dick Grayson was Batman and like Bow for the Cow or whatever and he wore mm-hmm. blue. Um there have been blue suits and I actually loved the fact that we got a blue suit. Um because I thought it looked quite good for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I like we don't we don't ever get that. So the fact that we got a really, really dark blue, um I loved it. I mean I really did. I just wish that it looked better. And you can tell these yeah. instances where there is CGI. 
Um, yeah, why didn't you just wear the mask? Like, I don't yeah, know. like I, I think the cape especially was way too smooth. Like you see instances where they, they zoom up on his face, and you can kind of tell. Like I think it's plastered on. Um, I mean, it just it's yeah. not. But I almost have to dare say that that was the best version of Affleck's Batman we've gotten. One, at least one of. I um, would agree. Also. Um, I think his acting was probably my favorite. Um, what was I about to say? I thought the Wonder Woman scene was really cringe and weird, but that, well, that's another thing. But mm-hmm. um, one thing I did want to touch on is I more prefer his natural voice over the voice modulator. Yes, I, they dropped that in this movie. Yes, the voice it, he gave for Batman in this movie was great. I loved it. Spot on, like, dude. Fuck. Dude, it's it, just like, fuck. It, it's so sad we're not getting him anymore. I know, right? Like, I loved that. I also love the scene where he and Barry are um, just, like, at, like, they're in this alley, and he's just talking to him as a friend. And I thought, like, this is some really good acting by by Ben Affleck. Like, you can kind of see the contrast between Ezra's acting style and and Affleck. And Affleck is just so much better. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, it obviously doesn't come close to, like... uh... Their dynamic is okay, but it obviously doesn't come close to like RDJ and Tom Holland in the MCU. Like oh, I know no. that's what they're trying to do with it, but uh, yeah, no, like, I agree with you. Affleck mostly carries their interactions. Yeah, <laughs> so I thought that going to Keaton, and then we're going to have to end it um, with these last couple right. questions. Um, let's see right. if I can... Oh yeah, he regains his powers too quick. I, I'm just going to brush on that. Um, he loses his powers. They transfer to um, Flash 2. The issue I have is I almost wish that they would have killed Prime Prime Flash. And, like... Because he gets his powers back way too easily. He just redoes this experiment. And Supergirl flies him up, gets him struck by lightning, and then flies him back down. And he's good. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I actually was hoping And, and that... Supergirl... Supergirl didn't even know the circumstances either. Like, yeah. she didn't know the situation. Like, so, I, don't I know. really wish he would have died. Like, it would have failed and he died. Um, yeah. Just because I think it seems like that. Sorry. No, it's fine. You go ahead. I, I was just about to say, I think see, also scenes like that kind of highlight the, uh, highlight like the production. Like that's like when the production issues really show, you know, like, it's just like, I, I think, uh, since this was like, had so many problems, they overlooked a lot of things like, uh, addressing like, uh, how Supergirl like, obvi- like automatically knows what's going on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they just overlooked that because all the issues. She like, leaves. I don't know. She goes, well, yeah. I, I don't care. I don't care about saving mankind. Yeah. Comes back five minutes later. Goes, you know what though? You saved me, and that has to mean something. So I'll help you. I'm like, but uh, yeah. I thought Zod was yeah. fantastic in this. Um, or not fantastic. Um, I thought he's pretty damn good. Um, that's all I'm gonna say about that- him. The one thing that broke my immersion is I, I've heard interviews of Michael Shannon saying that like he was just against the green screen the whole time, and it kind of shows in the movie. Yep. Um, if you notice, he has his mask up a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, actually, the whole time, I don't even think he takes it down. Or not mask, but like visor thing. Yeah, like the but, uh, breathy bubble thingy. Yeah. I thought um, he. I thought no, he was great. <laughs> I, yeah acting wise i thought he did a good job yeah and he he pretty much looked like he was ripped right out of man of steel yeah and that's the best part too like he didn't and that in like 10 years went by like that's mm-hmm. pretty impressive agreed so i thought keaton um i don't know what else i could say i think that keaton was just amazing i thought his suit looked great 
I love the fact that it was slightly upgraded. I love the fact that he still couldn't turn his head. Um, <laughs> I I just, I mean, it just felt like Keaton was back, like yes. maybe twenty um, years past, but he's, I mean, because I know it's been longer than twenty years, but it really felt like it was just twenty twenty years, thirty years removed from him being Batman, and it just, he's it aged just quite well. Yeah, it's just great. I wish there was more I could say, but we're kind of running out of yeah. time. A <laughs> couple things I want to say about Keaton. I don't like how he just randomly says no at the beginning, like when they ask him. Like, he doesn't like, really give a reason. I like that. I actually wish that they had to convince him. But instead, he just goes, nah. <laughs> he had a reason, you know? Like, he yeah. didn't really have a reason. He was just like, no. Also, one other thing. I, I just have, like, more things I want to touch on because I know you want to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, so one, quick, I know I was uh, like, you know what, I want to I want to revisit uh, the Snyder Cut, because why not? And I know, I just watched the end sequence, and uh, I forgot, Barry time travels in that, and uh, nothing happened. Exactly. <laughs> the inconsistencies, man. It's and so also, annoying. Uh, fuck, what was the other thing I wanted to mention? Oh, right. Um, I remember... Okay, here's the thing. I liked the scene with his mom in isolation, but the one thing is, and I remember you, you like, threw your hands up when this happened, when yes. he's talking to his mom. Like, he's just prolonging the interaction. Like, just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, so, like, he goes back in time, and he's, and he, and he, and he, he's like, okay, so the whole reason this movie happens is because his mom forgot a can of soup, which is ridiculous, but okay. Um, it kind of shows the the magnify or you know really does a decent job I guess you could say it showing kind of the butterfly effect and the way that how how influenced the universe can be by one simple action right um, and how it can make a world of difference quite literally so when he goes back in time he literally is face to face with his mother with nothing on him but a beanie and sunglasses. And then when he takes off the sunglasses, his mom still doesn't, like, oh, you, do I know you? I mean, and even if she did, she doesn't recognize him. No, I know that, like, Barry's probably, like, 18 or 9 or something during this, this, like, he's probably, like, a kid. He's, like, 9 years old or something. But even then, how can you not? <sighs> like, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. Barry, You're, Barry it, Prime is. He runs back. To adjust what he did. Okay. But whilst he's adjusting what he did and fixing it, he just ruins it more. So, effectively, he did nothing. He just runs back. Yeah, and I... Puts a can of soup away, comes back, talks to his mom for like 10 minutes, and then buggers off to, to quote-unquote modern day. You just ruined it again. <laughs> There's no consequences. Yeah, and I also assumed, like, uh, about the glasses thing. Like, when he took them off, I assumed it would be like, oh, so he's revealing. So I guess the mom's going to figure out it's him, but he's going to fuck it up. But, uh, yeah, then the consequences, I guess, are Clooney's now. Uh, but we are touching on this. We don't know if it's... Actually, wait, wait, fuck, fuck, fuck. I just remembered. I do know now that it's actually a parallel universe. It is, yeah. Because... I heard that there was a cut 
um, end credit scene with Cavill and Affleck where they're looking at a PC, a computer with Barry on it, and they're like, Barry, you're in the wrong universe. Wait, what? It, yeah, apparently that was a deleted scene. I wish we got that. Fucking uh, Barry carrying Arthur Curry out of a bar, and then he just slips into a puddle. Like, what? Why'd they keep that? It makes no sense because he's not even. I don't even think he's Aquaman anymore. <laughs> no, if that's Aquaman, like I don't think so he is, is anymore. The, is this universe where George Clooney's Batman and like uh, yeah, this is this is my main point. This is why I didn't like the movie. Like, this is my main reason. They didn't reset the universe. Like now we're still stuck with Ezra Miller Flash. We have George Clooney as Batman. Like how did this reset anything? It didn't fix anything. Like we have the same people pretty much. It was almost effectively the entire movie was just kind of pointless when you think about it. I mean the only difference is that Clooney's like, Batman and Arthur Curry is not Aquaman anymore. There's no more Aquaman. We know for sure Arthur Curry's not Aquaman though. Oh no, I I don't think he is. I think he's just a drunk. But I don't think Clooney mm. is, like, Clooney might be Batman, but at the same time, we know that he's not coming back. I think what uh, Gunn should do is just be like, okay, uh, because all the universes were colliding at the end. So that's the thing that confuses me. But uh, what I was going to say is, like, uh, I honestly think the best source of, the best action move would be to decanonize the flash and just be like okay i'm just gonna be in a new universe i'm not gonna try to reset this universe i think that's I'm just gonna be in to a do. new one now i think the only yeah, difference the only difference is that he's going to make blue beetle part of his universe and blue beetle was a project that was before he was even remotely close to coming into contact of being head of dc so what he's probably going to do yeah. is keep blue beetle because he wants to do booster gold and both of those characters are really close um and very mm -hmm. good friends but other than that, I think it's from this point on, after Blue Beetle, it's pretty much James Gunn. Um, what? Wait, what about Aquaman 2? That, that comes out in August, I believe. Does it? Oh, wait, no, no, no. I think it comes out during Christmas time. I'll I have no idea. I heard about Aquaman 2, and then I was like, okay. So may maybe that's like an Elseworlds thing or something. Who knows? But what it's I will say... 20th. So yeah, it's gonna be a Christmas release then. Yeah, so it'll probably just be like the final part of the Snyderverse, dare I say, and Barry won't be in it. I mean, maybe it'll be something oh, that cool. happens. Yeah, I mean, maybe real quick. Um, yeah, Keen's apparently in it, and Affleck. Did you say that they're both in Aquaman? It says that they're both in Aquaman too. Like, uh, it literally shows Ben Affleck as, like, the third, like, billing. Like, it shows Amber Heard, Momoa, and then Affleck. Oh, there's no way Amber Heard's coming back for that. <laughs> there's no way. She's going to be CGI. CGI no, Amber I don't Heard. think that she's even going to be in it, man. I'd be shocked. I think, I think it's too late. I think they already filmed her stuff, right? <sighs> well, that movie's going to bomb. Oh, yeah. But they're uh, obligated to release it. All right. Final point. And this is one of the things that I wanted to ask you the most. Yes. 
with this, and like I said, this is our final thing. So we've addressed everything for the most part. I wish we spent more time on Keaton, but Keaton was like the best part of this movie, and that's all people need to know. <laughs> oh, yeah, my eyes were glued to the screen yeah. every time. Like, the suit that he wore looks pretty cool, too. And the fact that he has, like, a bulletproof <laughs> cape and everything, they just they did so good with Keaton. Um, they kept the old battering, yeah. um, how much do you mm-hmm. weigh, you want to get nuts. The only thing was, I think you want to get nuts is kind of, like, forced. It was awkward. It was really yeah. awkward and forced. But, um, yeah. I mean, other than that, yeah, I mean, Keaton was pretty darn good i mean if you've seen 89 and you you know how good he is from there i mean pretty much everything from then i mean is what you could almost say with this i i like i said i wish we had more time but um my final question to you to wrap this whole thing up it was heavily implied that this would be one of the greatest movies superhero movies of all time some even said this was the best superhero movie of all time. In fact, today I was at my local comic shop and someone said it was a very, very good movie. I want to ask you, first part is, do you think this was the best superhero film of all time? Why or why not? Well, you know, actually I have to say why or why not, but you know, do you think that? And also, why do you think so many people are so split on this movie? Okay, so first question is, uh, do I think it's the best superhero movie ever? God, no. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd put a lot of Phase 4 over this, honestly. Um, really? I, Well, actually, no, I changed my statement. Not a lot, but there's a couple projects that I definitely think I would put. Mm, actually, I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, I definitely don't think it's the worst. I mean... Fuck, I don't think it's the best comic book movie. I think Gunn is talking out of his ass because he's CEO of DC now. Um, I don't even think it was Gunn saying that. I think it was just the marketing. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, I don't think it's the best movie. I don't think it's... uh, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's... uh, Yeah, I don't even think it's okay. I think it's quite bad. Um, (laughs) A lot of the characters are, like, horrible people. Um yeah i don't know some are good it has universe it has universe breaking shit uh it breaks (laughs) its own rules blah 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 but um the second question why do you think that this movie has such a divided fan base because you know you you look at it like on social media and even through conversations some quite a few people find this to be a very good superhero movie or a good movie in general but people like yourself and me you know like you and i we think this is one of the worst movies we've seen in a long time. Why do you think that is? Why do you think the fan base is so divided? Um, okay. So I think a lot of people probably have emotional attachment to Keaton's Batman. And I think that's kind of clouding their view a lot. Um, I think also it's like I mentioned before, it's quite entertaining, but I mean, it's not really good. Um, so I think that also has it going for it. Um, and it's also pretty well acted. So I think I think a lot of those aspects could kind of cloud people's judgment into thinking it's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's tricky. I think also with, like, the cameos. And, I, see, the thing is, though, I don't think people are, like, very easily tricked. But um, at the same time, it's like, uh, I guess there's just a lot of 
I, I feel like it's a lot of people like that are wanting it to be good, but deep down they maybe know it's not. <laughs> I don't know. It could be. I think another but, uh, thing with this is this was probably the most nervous I have, I remember ever being um, going to a movie, right? I don't think I've been this nervous to see a movie in a very, very, very long time. Because when it comes to the multiverse, right, Hollywood is going through a multiverse stage. Everything's got to be the multiverse. You have Spider-Verse. Regardless of how good it was, and it was pretty freaking good. Um, I'm talking the first one. The second one was really good as well. I mean, both very strong in, you know, um, films on their own. You have Doctor Strange. You have Spider-Man No Way Home. You now have The Flash. You know, you have all these different multiverse properties I'm so done with the multiverse. If I'm being honest with you, it's so annoying. Like there's just, it's, I think I said this during my Dr. Strange review. I'm just, I'm so tired. Like we need something new. Right. Um, and so yeah. I think that the multiverse is a, is a synonym for, um, or another way of saying nostalgia, nostalgia bait. Because regardless of what you think of No Way Home, I think the fact that we had characters that we grew up with in that movie, if it didn't, I don't think we'd think it was as good. I guarantee you. But that's okay. I See, think... the one thing is that that's different with No Way Home is I feel like it treated... Well, I don't feel like. I know it treated all the characters with a lot more respect that and it also made them a very integral part of the story doctor yeah. strange on the other Which hand I think... you know they were just there for five seconds yeah and then yeah. easily at least they... flicked away at least they weren't like superimposed like cgi messes though that's the one thing <laughs> that's the one point of phrase you had yeah what were you gonna say about spider-man though is a different thing Oh, um, I pretty much finished my point on Spider-Man, but I was just saying, uh, I think, uh, like I said, the cameos were done much better in that movie. Uh, felt a lot more, uh... Organic? Less, uh, I don't know. Home just felt, like, a lot more good-spirited, I guess you could say. Like, yeah. this kind of felt, like, uh, manipulative more so. It was just, like, yeah. and just with it. I don't know. It just felt like there were more. There was more heart to No Way Home, and I even I even think you could argue that with uh, Spider Verse and um, Across the Spider Verse, because you know into and across because you know across you I was gonna do a review on this um, for a reason I didn't but um, very good movie I'd recommend it to anybody, um, but they actually there's a lot of cameos I could you could almost argue there's too many. But they don't really ever seem like they influence or impact it too, too, too much. Um, and eventually they actually show like how Miles Morales like interacts with certain certain elements or certain characters that they are cameoing. I think with this movie, um, it, it, it relies so much on Keaton, who's got this 
unrealistic weight on his shoulders. And we even heard during the um, production, Keaton read the script, said it makes no sense to me, but all right, I'll do it anyway if it makes y'all happy. Oh, did he really say that? <laughs> I think he did. He's like, I don't, I don't get this, but okay, I'll do it. Um, I think that, I mean, yeah, he's kind of contractually obligated to promote it too in some aspect or another. Um, but I think that all in all, Keaton had a huge weight to carry and he did it so properly, like so like well. Um, but I think people are relying too much on Batman 89, Keaton and Superwoman. Um, and that's okay to an extent, but I think they're relying too much on that as well as a little bit of the nostalgia beat. Um, but I'm just sick of They're the multiverse, all... man. If it was written better, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be as sick of it. Um, because I think the problem is, like, uh, you know, writing for the... Mul- and, by the way, I, I-, I will uh, give the writers this. Um, writing for the multiverse and time travel, not easy. No. Not easy at all. No. Which is why I think, like, writing for that, you have to be a very talented writer. You have to be very yes. talented. So uh, I can agree. It, what we see a lot... Uh, a lot of people getting like entry level right like with marvel like we see a lot of we see them getting a lot of like rick and morty writers <laughs> because they're just like oh this deals with the multiverse uh, they, they must be good but like they're really entry level people and like they're just not really well equipped to deal with this kind of stuff i mean i don't really know the writers for flash but uh yeah when you get these entry level people like you get all these contradictions and you know i agree and so I think yeah. that having said that, I think that's where we're going to end our discussion on the flash. Um, like we said at the beginning of the show, um, regardless of, you know, if you listened this far, um, or put off and saw the movie and then are listening, we still urge you to see this, um, uh, to form your own opinion. This is just ours and what we have taken away, um, with us from this movie um so go out form your own opinion um and yeah so that being said jimmy is there any uh any platform or anything that you want to plug to uh where the people could find you the fantastic wonderful Um, people could find you (laughs) um i might as well just plug the youtube channel since you're on it too i am uh, actually actually featured in a couple of my live streams so yeah my youtube channel name is just jimbit that's uh, a capital j lowercase i m b i t it's like timbit but uh with a j uh yeah check that i I literally just do whatever i want whenever i want uh and like we mentioned derek's on it a couple times so uh you have some familiarity there but uh, yes very fun um and i've had a lot of fun um doing that as well i i would be streaming games um you know what was it a couple years ago i'd stream um but jimmy definitely got me streaming a little bit here and there on twitch um but yeah so go and subscribe to his youtube channel it'll be linked in the podcast description in the notes um so go check him out 
and um, a lot of fun and interesting stuff. Especially some of your shorts; they've made me laugh too. Like just some of the some oh, of the really oh you yeah. check them out thanks yeah. So I was like, oh, there's like a Yoshi one that's really funny. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that being said, um, if you want to find the Film Freaks podcast on any social media or anything, we are at thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com. Once again, that's thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and TikTok. A very special thank you, by the way, to those of you that have gotten us to 2.5 thousand views on TikTok on our last reel. Uh, this is the most we've gotten so far. I really appreciate it. Uh, Instagram and TikTok is Film Freaks Pod. Once again, it's Film Freaks Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And uh, yeah, I believe that's about it from both of us. So thanks oh, again wait, for listening. Real quick. Oh, yes. Yes, real quick. You're sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends, right? No. <laughs> All right, the idea right. that you would even think that. No, it's okay. <laughs> Raid, if you wanted to, I mean, hey. <laughs> I hear they give out pretty good money for, for sponsors. Who knows? But um, no, nah, no sponsor. But that's okay. We don't need sponsors for this podcast. But if you'd like to, you can. Um, so, yeah. I think that's about it so thanks again for listening i know this has been a longer episode um especially editing is going to be a fun time but figure i make I it up to you guys one. somehow <laughs> no that's okay because you know what we got into a lot of good discussions and things and um you know it's just a great opportunity a great time to have another voice on the show man i mean you know no matter the quality <laughs> it's just the fact that i had somebody else on the show i'm so happy you out and grateful so thank you for coming on jimmy i, I really I, appreciate it oh yeah I, i'd love to come on more this is really fun uh hopefully next time we can do it in person too just uh but my quality isn't like ass or anything yeah we were gonna do <laughs> like, this in you know, person but i was like yeah i was like eh, it's fine we can just do it over discord and then i forgot oh yeah discord kind of so <laughs> but yeah we're, we'll figure it out but definitely man i mean we'll have to have you back soon um and like you said in person for sure so that's going to be it from us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week and that next week is just so much better than this one because you deserve it. Thanks again for listening. God bless, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Peace. Toodles. <laughs>